Inherently Happy, episode 300. Why I bother with happy. Episode 300. That's 300 weekly shows through various life moments and world developments. Trying to map out the way to living an inherently happy life. I suppose we should begin with the happy creed. We believe in happy, in balance and growth, of being mindful and grateful, compassionate and understanding. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. I was raised in a faith that I no longer pursue. When I was in it, I had no reason to question it. Because at the time, there were no alternatives, as far as I knew. And even after I learned that there were, I still stuck with it. It was familiar. My entire support system was centered around that faith. I remained a member in good standing. Until the faith that I'd always considered to be my faith started to fail me. All the things I expect from my faith, the solace, the strength, the wisdom, all failed. And I really, really needed them. I asked my family. I asked the congregation. I asked the clergy. And everyone said that I just had to wait and listen. And so I waited. So I listened. But answer came there none. And weeks turned to months, turned to years, with things just steadily getting worse. It didn't matter how devout I was. It didn't matter if I followed the scriptures to the letter of the law. Nothing improved, nor even stayed the same, but just kept sinking, dropping, falling. The nervousness continued. And with it, the bullying, the mocking, the belittling, and the general disregard from everyone. Praying did nothing. It didn't summon guidance. didn't still my heart. It didn't release my burdens. I was humble. I was open. I was available in every way for an experience like the ones I was told of. It didn't have to be something flashy. I would have settled for a change in myself. Like if I can't make the bullies stop bullying me, then can I at least learn to laugh it off? But answer came there none. And five years dragged on because you can't just leave. Not when you're a kid. Yes, I was just a kid when I lost my faith. No, not lost. Lost is too mild a word. My faith failed me. That faith I was assured would always be there to help did absolutely nothing. I followed the directions, and the product did not perform as advertised, and so I returned it for a full refund. I took my soul back. For they had convinced me that they owned it until I was like wait 
didn't you say it was eternal? And they were like, uh, yeah, but you don't have to worry about that. Now, hold on a second, I said. If that's true, then how can you own it? It's mine. What possible thing could you scare me with? You going to kill my soul? How are you going to kill something eternal? You going to freeze it? Burn it? Starve it? Stab it? It's eternal. He can't do any of that stuff. So, it's either not eternal, or your threats are nothing but empty. So in that case, I need no longer attend your services, nor say your prayers, nor even pretend anymore. And so at that point, I ventured out on my own to forge a path towards something that could possibly work. And just to tide me over in the meantime, I had the inherently happy way as a gap filler, where I just tried to be nice instead of mean to others and myself. While I studied various world religions, I talked to orthodox and reformed believers and militant and casual non-believers as well. And I read and I watched and I listened. I talked to one person asking questions to find out what their belief meant to them. And then I'd talk to someone else who disagrees with that person and I'd ask them questions and learn what their belief means to them. Not only did people of different faiths have different opinions, but frequently those from the same faith would disagree. And after four decades and four months, I am still looking for one that I connect with. And I still have happy after all this time. All I'm trying to say with this message of the inherently happy way is that we are drifting far from our individual selves and that the path back is to remember that we're all going through stuff and to try to have a little care for others and for yourselves. I came upon this position because of the errors and judgment I myself have made and how later I realized what I should have done that might have made things turn out differently. I don't tell you what you should do. I'm in no position. But I will say what you could do. Take it or leave it. Leave it or take it. It's up to you. All I can do is tell you about those specific instances where I chose poorly and why that may have failed. Or I can try to distill the lesson down into its most basic parts for easy recall and reuse. I don't want to alienate kids from the discussion, but they may not need it in the same way as an adult might. Kids are often closer to those feelings of play and wonder, balance and growth than adults, but not always. I was a happy kid until I was eight. Then I felt the meanness around me for what seemed like forever. For years. That meanness wasn't always directed outward either. Like others being mean to me or me being mean to them. I was stingy and cruel to myself, both reckless and wild. And whenever I saw something that made me look bad, I went to a mean place within my own heart. 
that if I could make someone else look bad, or it just happened on its own, my sense of relief of not being the only bad one was so great that I mistook it for joy. But it was still very mean and not at all happy, which was buried deep within. I sought out ways to justify my surface meanness so that I could get some more of that relief, break that shell, throw off that mantle. I convinced myself that everyone finds it funny when someone gets hurt, just like in action cartoons for kids, where the bad guys get theirs in hilarious ways. But when that turns to laughing at the news of a natural disaster, then maybe you veered a bit too far from happy. And I am just here to say it's back this way. You'll recognize it when you get close. Focusing on the inherently happy way just means that you are returning to your own centered sense of self. If you're trying to walk upstairs with a cup of hot chocolate, but you're leaning to one side because you're carrying something heavy in your other hand and your shoes are slipping off, then you might stop or drop or just not get to the top. Compare that with having good shoes not carrying a bunch of other stuff. So you can just focus on the task at hand to get that cup of hot chocolate up those stairs. To focus on equilibrium and development. Did I just reduce all efforts to navigate the human experience and rediscovering yourselves to a person walking up a flight of stairs with a steaming hot cup of cocoa? Yes. Yes, I did. Mmm, delicious metaphors of life. Happy 300. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, be the first kid on your block to spread the happy news. Ha ha, yowza.